you know, Harry Reid was notoriously antisocial. And one night, it was a, there was a, some black tie event, and I was running out the door of the Capitol to get over there. I was late, and Reid was leaving with this detail. And he, I told him where I was going. He said, oh, come on, I'll give you a ride. I lived there. It was at the Ritz. I said, gee, Senator, it's too bad you're not coming to this party since, you know, your house is right there. Right. And he said, Carl, I wouldn't go to that party if it was in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Lunch with Shelley, the podcast featuring conversations with colleagues, friends, family, business leaders. At lunch, here's Shelley. Today's very special guest is my longtime pal, Carl Hulse. Carl is a very important person in Washington, D.C. and nationwide. He is the chief Washington correspondent for the New York Times, which is in and of itself very impressive. But he's also in a band. It's called the Native Makers. And he plays drums, maracas, and other instruments and has played with Chuck Lavelle. Very cool. Well, Carl really is a Washington VIP. The thing I like best about him is that he's so nice and normal. It's probably his Illinois upbringing, but I vividly remember when I first got to know Carl, and I was just a young Hill press staffer when Carl was, of course, a prominent reporter, and he was just nice, never condescending, and always willing to listen. While that may not sound terribly unusual, in this town, which happens to be the name of one of his songs, it was... After decades of knowing each other professionally and then personally with lots of mutual friends, we ran into each other at a cool D.C. party a few weeks ago. And since Carl graciously agreed to be on the podcast, here he is. He is an incredibly accomplished person and a great, great guy. And I am thrilled to host him today at the very historic and beloved Monocle Restaurant on Capitol Hill. Welcome to the podcast, Carl, and let's have lunch. <laughs> you know why members like to come here? Because it's close. And they can remember what they used to look like. These pictures are all 20 years old. There's, there's Dick Shelby. He's, I know. A, he's 88 now, so he, does, he doesn't quite look like that. But he actually looks pretty darn good Such for 88. Such a nice guy. What's your place? Is it still like the Irish Times or the Dublin? Oh, I mean, you know, the big loss to us was... Uh, Johnny's Half Shell. Oh. You know, because it was so big. I know. You could have a lot of, now it's an NBC studio, so it's... Is it? Yeah. But it's, uh, that was, you could have impromptu going away parties. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, my real place is BLT downtown because it was next to our office. Right. So I was downtown more than I was on the show. I used to go to BLT quite often, and I haven't been there in years. Are they open for lunch again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. You are listening to Lunch with Shelley. What are your favorite or prettiest spots, do you think, uh, just to look at holiday stuff? Or what are your best D.C. holiday traditions? I mean, I, I actually do like the Capitol Christmas tree more than the White House Christmas tree. The White House Christmas tree is, you know, sort of It's that. just a traffic jam. Well, it's, <laughs> like well, it's, yeah, it is, and it's also done differently, you know. The, the uh, Capitol Christmas tree is like the real... Looks like a real Christmas tree, right, to oh, me. Oh, you don't think that the White House one does? Well, they do. It's different. They look the same to me, but yeah. I'm like the worst purveyor of Christmas yeah. trees. Yeah, so I like the Capitol <laughs> Christmas tree. Actually, you know, you mentioned the Botanic Garden. They do a big Christmas event in there with trains and stuff. Oh, that's oh, wow. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Trains so, are cool. Yeah, so Christmas, you know, kids go in there, so that's a pretty good place. You know, almost all, actually... 
Well, it wasn't very Christmassy. I was in the National Archive last night for a big party for for the movie about Nancy Pelosi. But was it good? Yeah, it's interesting. But also, it's that's a you know I don't go to the archive very much. I've been the archives in ages, but it's It's great to go in there because it's such a beautiful building, and you know it was open to the Declaration and the Constitution. So you're hanging around at the party, and you can go up there, and you know that's the real deal. Yeah, I uh, I put it on a dinner party for a client once at the archives, and it included uh, the tour. He had to spend a small fortune. Uh, to allow that access, but it was well worth it. Yeah, because they I have mean, to have all, cool. Well, they have, you know, but everybody thinks of themselves as uh, Nicholas Gage when right. they're in there now. Right, right, right. <laughs> all those big hotels well, do I Christmas. Think of TV. Yeah, they do Christmas. The hay looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that. Even, even, uh, I'm looking in the mirror. Well, they have their own little Christmas here in the Monaco. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe I should buy a poinsettia. In a previous episode, Claude and I were talking about, well, my lack of decorating for Christmas, which is for obvious reasons. But also, I'm never here for Christmas. So now that I'm here, maybe I should get a poinsettia. Yeah. I mean, we, my family hasn't been here recently for Christmas. Yeah. We don't do it, but when we did, we'd just always buy a big tree at Eastern Market right. for $2,000. Was it really? <laughs> no, oh. but it felt like it. Right. <laughs> but you could, you know, walk at home and, you know. So Can we, you really walk at home? Oh, yeah. But so, That's yeah, so I fun. From two, yeah, it was like a cool thing to yeah. do. But, you know, those row houses are great, but they're not huge. Ours right. isn't. You know, we're like a medium-sized one. Do you have tall ceilings? Yeah, so we do have the high ceilings, but, you know, well, a, a giant Christmas tree in one room takes up a lot of the yeah. Lot of space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Claude and I have also had a debate, so we'll ask you, white lights or colored lights? Colored. Colored. Yeah, Tinsel me. or no? Yeah. <sighs> Nobody's brought up tinsel. No one's tinsel or no, yeah. that's a biggie, I think. Well, tinsel is just so messy. I, I mean, <laughs> that's, used the thing. that's the thing. It yeah. used to be you had to have tinsel, but I think people have moved away from tinsel, Growing which up, was also called tinsel. icicles. Yeah, we had it all over. Oh. We called it icicles, too. My did? mom had it all over the tree, and I, I won't do it oh anymore. Oh, my God. Tinsel is such a nightmare. But I remember tinsel as a younger yeah, person. At the end. I'm like, I'm done with it. I'm not doing it. Well, then what is also, people probably don't do, like, the... The, it's like a long. It has. It, it looks like it's furry, but it's a long thing. I guess oh, a long yeah, roll garland. of tinsel. Garland. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Silver yeah. and gold mm-hmm. garlands. Do or whatever. Or yeah. Now, I think you'd see. That's an old-fashioned thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'll tell you an odd fact about me on Christmas. <laughs> both my parents were born on Christmas. You're kidding. No. no That's b- wild. Both long deceased, but it was made for, uh, and six kids in our family. Oh, my gosh. So made for a pretty wild Christmas. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to love the top of the Hotel Washington, which became then the W, and the W super, sorry, W screwed it up, because then it became like so CNBC, but that was a beautiful spot. Yeah, you know, and that was, you saw that in a lot of movies. A lot of Washington-based movies. They would shoot scenes up at the top there. No Way Out, the Kevin Costner movie. I love that movie. (laughs) Gene Hackman is the bad Secretary of Defense, and he's up there. To me, I think that they're doing a faux Hey Adams. Yeah, I think floor. they are yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, but it's it was on the top there. You're a thousand percent right. I yeah. can see the that scene. That was a movie that got people interested in Washington because there was a lot of sex. Movie. Yeah. Right, so it's like kind of well, made Washington a little sexy. Well, you know what? <laughs> I used to live at the paper mill. 
Oh. And when I was living at the I know paper a guy mill, lived there. there was a parking lot across the street that so you could look share. out on. Yeah, so pretty. And I was also under the Whitehurst Freeway. But um, Cher did a movie with somebody cute, Dennis Quinn. I think it, what's Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. It was Thank called. You. It was about a witness to a murder yes. or something. Yes, I, and, and I, they had a very scary scene in the yeah, parking lot across yeah, forget, from the paper mill. I forget what the name of that movie. I think was, it was like re- called Witness no, or something. But, yeah, but Witness was the Harrison Ford movie. Oh yeah, suspect, suspect, suspect. Yeah, suspect. Oh, yeah. you're funny. Yeah. Young people look well. You probably do too. I had a friend who lived there, but that, <laughs> I mean, look, the, the, the Whitehurst Freeway being right next door to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. My friend, I think he had a lower apartment there, and it flooded a bunch of times with sewage. Oh, I never. Oh, that was <laughs> oh, horrible. So horrible. I never. Um, yeah. I never had that problem, but I do remember living at the paper mill, which is a beautiful, like it's a classy building, and it had a pool, and it was really well located, and like the lobby had green marble, which was totally the thing at some point. And uh, anyway, but I was homesick once. And I didn't realize that during the day they were rebuilding at one point the Whitehurst Freeway, and so it was like the jackhammers all day long, and I was sick as a dog. The uh, you know they were they were talk about tearing down the Whitehurst Freeway yes, for years. I know that it would just make me commit Harry Carey because they hate people from my part of town, Northwest, to come in because, I mean, shutting down Pennsylvania, I can't believe I survived that. You know, the Whitehurst Freeway, I mean, that's such a main artery. And then there was something else that they were Once you know how to use it. Yes. Yeah, which I do, and it sounds like you do. Yeah, once you know how to use that, Canal Road, Rock Creek Parkway, yeah, yeah, I love you can it. figure that stuff out. It's so out. pretty. You can get around town pretty quickly. No, and it is really, really pretty. I mean, like, that's one thing growing up here in the fall. I mean, you can just get in the car and you just drive around that part of town. And it's just from the houses to the trees and all that. I mean, it's just. It's I took beautiful. my kids when they were little fishing up there. Where? Oh, in the Rock Creek. So oh, we could catch little oh, yeah. bluegills and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they loved it. Wow. You are listening to Lunch with Shelly. I'm going to have, please, the shellfish bisque. Okay. And the um, crab cake. The crab cake sandwich. Uh, Or does it come on lettuce? I'll have this sandwich and take it off. It doesn't matter. You want me to take off the bun? No, no, no. Just bring it regularly. Thank you very much. Does that come with fries, I think? It comes with a little coleslaw. Why do you want my fries? No, I want fries for the table. Yeah, I get an order of fries. Yeah. Crispy. I'll have the seafood bisque and the shrimp salad. Yep. Uh, the calf liver, actually. That is wild. I have never been with anybody who's ordered the calf's liver. Really? Sorry. Yeah. I scan menus real when food. I, when I see it, I'm like, okay, there we go. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Pelosi movie, which I was thrilled to see her name, they said that it was somewhat of a love letter from her daughter, but that also that they were interesting, like it was a lot of edifying. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. There was, even for me, I, I talked to Speaker Pelosi afterwards. I said it's funny. I go, I know that was about your life, but I covered, I've covered it all right? right from the time she became a leader. So it was also weird, like an arc, the arc of my journalistic work here so but there's did you a lot tell of, her she looks the same no I didn't uh, but she, missed opportunity but there was a lot of good behind the scenes stuff some really nice family stuff yeah you know her husband was actually kind of a 
uh, comedic part of it. You know, he was just funny. And but and of course he'd been injured, but he was there, and he actually I talked to him. He seems to be doing pretty well. How old is uh, the speaker? Eighty-two. She I didn't start in Congress till she was forty-seven. I love those stories. I'm just starting to blossom in my fifties. I believe that. I agree with that. <laughs> Thank so, you. So the in, but the interesting thing is, you know, half the movie is very interesting and fun and a lot of laughs. And uh, then the last part of it is January 6th. And right. it's really ugly. Right. And kind of disturbing. So was, was, um, What's the daughter's name? Alexandra? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Um, was she... She was filming in real time on January 6th, wasn't she? Yeah, like they were there. for some reason, she was in town. Oh, well, no. I guess she was in town for, you know, the... Yeah, but ba- yeah for the swearing-in, but yeah. basically to take one of her sons, I think it was, there. Because, you know, and the speaker told me about this. I did a trip with her, with Nancy Pelosi, late in October, where she was fundraising. So we spent a lot of time together over the course of a couple of days. And... Um, you know, we talked about it, and she just, you know, I actually, if I was there, I, if I'm working, I always go to the counting of the electoral votes, because it's like a, it's a ceremony that's just kind of cool, yeah. right? And, you know, there's always some little hiccup, but they never really amounted to much. Right. You know, it was more just show. And so she told me that she, you know, it's a chance for the grandkids to come in and get a taste of history, the peaceful transition. Right, right. <laughs> and it wasn't happening this time. So she just, I think she was going to film anyway, because I obviously was putting this together. Right. But Well, and cameras but, are so small, it's right. probably... Well, I read, uh, I think in the post, that Chuck Schumer told her he hadn't realized she was filming when they uh, were out. At, they were actually at the... Did he say that in, like, an uncool way? Like I, I think he was okay with yeah, it, but he right. certainly didn't know. Right. Well, where were you that day? I was home with COVID. Oh, Working. Odd luck. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but we were working. I really wasn't sick from COVID, but I had it. Right. And so we were doing what we call a live briefing on the homepage of the Times, right? So we're watching it and kind of, it's kind of like a tweet, but it's a New York Times thing. Is it like live blogging yeah, or something? basically, okay. but a, a, a combination it's of more blogging brief. and tweeting okay. and brief form. So we were doing that while it was going on and I was getting a lot of incoming, like, what's yeah. going to happen? I'm like, I have no idea. But the, I mean, there were literally millions of people following that. I bet. On the Times homepage at the time. I'm sure. Well, I remember, um, you know, January is relatively dreary, and it was right after, obviously, New Year's. And I remember being in my office, and also, uh, we have um, people over generally on New Year's Day, which we canceled because it was a big COVID time. It was it was just dreary, and I've always had a TV in my office ever since I worked on the Hill because you're constantly watching something. And um, anyway, I was shocked, and because it happened, I think at like one fifteen or one oh six, I was having lunch, you know, the same lunch I have with my dogs, and everything was, you know, just the same, the same. And then it was like, holy smokes! And then it was riveting. Then I couldn't leave the TV for four for or five hours. Well, for days. You're right. Yeah, but but you know. Never before have criminals taken such glee in filming themselves committing yeah, a crime. Right. They all incriminated themselves, you know. Which is now so ironic. Yeah. 
You're listening to Lunch with Shelly. I still walk. Walk, walk, walk on Capitol Hill. Where are you? But you're Eastern out- Market. Okay. I live there, but I walk constantly. I've already got 7,000 going today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and the Capitol, if you're in the Capitol covering Congress. Oh, it takes forever. Yeah. You walk constantly. All the time. All day. And you know what? It's so interesting, too, because, well, so Carl is everywhere. And actually, Claude is from D.C. and has never been in the Capitol. Oh, my God. Born and raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's actually unbelievable and needs to be need to be rectified. I know it needs to be rectified. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's fine. No, you should be in there. You you need to go there, the top of the Washington Monument. I've never been to the top of the Washington Monument. Yeah, you need to do that. I know. I've never actually been to the top of the dome, but I've been. I've been there a couple times. You know what I've never done though, and I, I I presume they still do it. I never toured the Mint. And way, oh, I did. way, way back, that used to be like the top yeah. tour in town, you yeah. know, to go see that. That's funny. Well, yeah, I've done that. Well, here's an odd question, though. But, you know, with the uh, thank you, and it might have even been friends of ours, but or several people do it. Um, but people, the top of the dome is so gorgeous. No, that's part of it. The top of the dome is so amazing, and people get engaged up there. So, out of the blue, yeah. Somebody though. Right. But my question to you is, like, if you were going to get re-engaged in D.C., like, what do you think would be your spot? Which I don't, I don't is a think weird it would be question. the top of the dome. No. I have no plans to get re-engaged. <laughs> no, but I just think, like, theoretically, what would be, like... Because I have to get unmarried. No, re-engage with the same, like, whatever. Like, what do you think would be, like, an amazing spot? You know where's a cool place that people don't think about? The Arboretum? Yeah, that is a the good... Arboretum. But that's not the Botanical Garden. No, there's different. a difference. The Arboretum is out on... Bladensburg Road. Bladensburg and New York Avenue. And yeah. you know what's out there? The old columns from the uh, Capitol. So when they redid part of the Capitol, there were the old columns, and I think they're sandstone. And to preserve them... Shrimp, shrimp, yeah. Clearly it's your fault. Uh, <laughs> so... They made, they have the columns out there, like in a garden setting, and it's like almost this weird Greek throwback, you know, where you would expect uh, prancing fawns or something. (laughs) That'd be a good place. Uh, Wait, but it's on Bladensburg in New York? Yeah, it's out, yeah. It's It's out out there. Like by the Washington Times? Yes, correct. I was Mm -hmm. just going to say. But it's an unbelievable place, totally underutilized in Washington. I bet. Totally underutilized. Well, it's in a horrible section. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's in a a tough part of town. (laughs) Where would you, like, do you have a romantic spot? No, it, no, I don't. And it could be part of the whole thing as far as, you know, growing up here and stuff. Right. It's like it, everything is just, it's where you've been, you know, around. You've been around the whole right. place. So I, no, there's no, I mean, when I asked my wife to marry me, I was at her father's house on Christmas Eve. There you go. Night. Christmas is And always that's what we, you know, Christmas. Yeah. But, but maybe, maybe, you know, near the Capitol Christmas tree, maybe, you know, maybe something like that. I just don't know. I mean, people who move the to the city, they. They find it, you know, yeah. romantic. But when you're from here, you just kind of like, eh, you know. You know what I used to love, and then it became you the could W. Do Nats Park. Nats. Well, yeah, there's. <laughs> That's Nats super Park. romantic. <laughs> you're listening to lunch with Shelley. If you were doing steakhouses, I, I think BLTs. You know, I like their steaks. Uh, 
I like you, the palm. You know, I used to. Oh, just, I love the palm. I mean, the palm is just the palm. So yeah. even if no, I were I, doing I, a blind I, taste test yeah. and I didn't choose I love, the palm, I'd have the, to choose I love the palm. the palm. You know, another place we used to do a lot of, but it's it's almost too big and too crowded, was Old Ebbet. Oh, I used my to God. Go to the, Old Ebbet is still very good. Yeah, no, it's good, but it's yeah. just like, and it, always people, it's kind of half tourist, half local. So right. it's not a total tourist. That's joke. a good holiday place. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. Oysters, you know, that night they do the In cheap the oysters. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I would never go there for oysters now. But I become very snobby because I live in Northwest, so I go to Black Salt. Well, you know where I ju- yeah. Well, you know where I just had really good oysters. We had a, a Christmas lunch with some friends not related to the business at all. Prime rib. That's hilarious. And the oysters people were are fan- going back there. The oysters were fantastic. The prime rib is fan. I mean, I remember my wife and I. We, I couldn't even say, like, oh, you need to put a jacket on. No, they, oh, they have them there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. didn't have one. They said, just come in and No, no they have, like, a bunch like, of, tw- they have 20 it. hanging up in their mm-hmm. coat check room, yeah. But now that's creepy. Like, in the past, I'm sure you wouldn't think twice about it, but now you're like, ugh, Yeah, actually, jacket, true. Right? I don't think, yeah, they've been dry cleaned. <laughs> actually, you know, there's some jackets <laughs> hanging up in the, uh, cap- in the Senate press gallery. Because well, it used to All be, maybe. yeah, and it used to be, you know, certain places you had to have a jacket on. And in the speaker's lobby, I think you still need a jacket and tie. And go, somebody goes with these jackets. I go, those jackets belong to dead people. Right. <laughs> the people who have those jackets not only aren't here, right. they're not here. They're long gone. <laughs> It's so funny, Cloud and I are going to uh, get together on Thursday, which is supposed to be a weather day, but Claude... Is that when the storm's hitting here? Pardon? Is that when the storm is hitting here? Apparently, but that's my point, like, is there going to be a storm? I mean, I've actually canceled drinks because, you know, somebody on NBC told me that there was like a hurricane around happy hour or something, and like, nothing has happened. I'm so jaded. Weather has become... A way to get clicks. It's porn. Mm-hmm. You know? It's weather porn. And That's what they call it. Because I yeah. actually noticed in the New York Times, uh, like Sunday on our website, you know, we had a big story predicting this storm. And I'm like, well, this storm's not that big. Right. But, the, but we ran a story because people are just in Freaking it. out. But it is, there, the term is weather porn. Yeah, and I, my folks are in Florida and Floridians, I'm sure, and lots of other people. Well, after that last storm. No, 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 but they're constantly checking the feel. Like, it could say it's 90 <laughs> degrees, but the feel is feel 102, like and they're, like, so into it. Well, I have a, a place up in Colorado in the mountains, and they were predicting three feet the next couple days. Oh, yeah. There. Well, that's... Def- and the Dakotas are totally going to They'll get hit. more, yeah. I think. And I just looked on my ring, right, so I can... I have real time, and it's... Oh! You know, and it that's was... That's so cool. Yeah, and it was snowing, but it didn't look like uh, three feet of snow, but... It snows every day. Was it pretty? Yeah, it snows every day up there. I mean, literally in the winter. Well, now people use these weather apps. Yeah. I mean, you know. No, but his ring, as right you know. On, I mean, on the not, door, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the door, he can. And so that's that's real time. But these apps, I mean, so I play golf with a lot of my, lot of my buddies. All of them have these weather apps that they download. They say, oh, well, you know, 13 down, days from now, they say it's going to be. Right. You know, and it's like, guys, they, you know, honestly, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, it's, it's all right. You are listening to Lunch. With Shelly. I saw that you were in the Hall of Fame from your college. I am. You know, in two places. Yeah. Uh, like, what was it, that like to be in the Hall of Fame? Well, Do you feel like the goat? Was there a ceremony? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they did it up. It's pretty big, you know. It's nice to be recognized. Sure. Uh, 
the one that I'm also in my high school Hall of Fame in my hometown of Ottawa, Illinois, which drives some of my classmates nuts because I was a horribly behaved juvenile delinquent. And That's probably you know, why we like each other. And uh, they're like, the high school Hall of Fame should be about what you did in high school instead right. of afterwards. I go, listen, I didn't put me in the Hall of Fame here. Right. I can't hope that you're not in the Hall of Fame. But like, what do you do when you show up for the award? Are you like, Dude. give a speech? Well, right. that one was particularly funny because all the teachers in high school, you know, I was like a smart student and stuff, but I was a total behavioral sure. problem. And, uh, Mess. And they were all like, well, this right. is one we never thought we'd be seeing here, you know? Uh, so it was fun. I actually enjoyed them, you know, because it, it's it's it, it's always good to be appreciated by people who knew you. For sure. But I've kept up a lot. So I went to Illinois State University, which is in famous normal Illinois, uh, normal Bloomington. But it, uh, you know, it was great. And I've kept up the contacts. I ended up as, you know, editor at the paper. And by the time, it was a big college paper. We came out five days a week. It was wow. a real undertaking. And yeah. I, so it kept me in an extra semester. I, like, blew off a semester, basically. But, uh, you know, the that's where I learned what I do. Yeah, of course. And the But that's where he was also um, Hall of Fame from the journalism school or the newspaper itself and then the whole uh, college yeah, yeah, well, of Well, one was the arts. newspaper itself and one was the arts and sciences. Yeah. Uh, and then I yes, was twice. Then I'm a distinguished alumni. But I think that's mainly because I gave them money. Uh, <laughs> I don't I think, think so. I think that helps with your distinguished alumni. I don't know. The gray lady is pretty impressive. But the... I've also... Uh, thank to, you very to, thank much. Thank you. To toot my own horn. Thank uh, you. I'll just put it, yeah, I just wanted to put it somewhere. Is, uh, I endowed a scholarship that for the, some one kid a year who works at the paper. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow, nice, nice. Did you use any of the Hall of Fame speeches to, like, throw jabs at kids in high school? <laughs> no, I mainly threw them at myself. And a few of the teachers, a few of the teachers. Uh... But you know, it's it's funny. And Thank I, you. I, I tell the guys. That's nice of you. I tell the guys who have criticized me for being in the Hall of Fame. It's like, dude, not only am I in the Hall of Fame, but that's going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to walk by it every year. I always, I always say, go go make sure you go see it next time you're there. <laughs> so, are you still in the band? Mm-hmm. And is Chuck Lavelle active? Not in my band. Okay, because there were all these pictures with Chuck, and I was like, holy smokes. But there was also Billy Bob Thornton at the... Um, it was a thing right. we did. However, it was the highlight of my musical career. I bet. Chuck Lavelle is uh, the keyboardist for the Rolling Stones. But to me, okay. he's the keyboardist for the Allman Brothers, right? Really? Yeah. So, I mean, Actually, he, I did he not know at, that. I yeah. didn't know his provenance. He was doing it when he was... 18 and 19 after they had after Dwayne Allman and Barry Oakley died and they changed up the band and they brought him in he was a kid wow and he's fantastic he's so, so nice too oh, I've met unbelievable. him unbelievable yeah unbelievable so, so he uh, so for the White House Correspondence Dinner that weekend they do a thing with what we call journo bands right uh, although I'm the only journalist in my band so it's really not that but like Tim Berger whatever that band is Suspicious Pack. yeah they have yeah. more they have more yeah. journalists in their band right and so we did an event and Chuck was one of the guys and he played uh, 
a couple songs with us. Right, so we played two Stone songs with him, including Which "Sympathy for the Devil." Are you kidding? And uh, last time, I think. Nice. What's and last time? This will be the last. Oh time. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, if you can find that video of, of us playing that song while Chuck is playing the organ, and my wife said at the time it was the, literally the happiest she'd ever seen me. I'm sure. <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, what are the lyrics? You know what I really wanted to um, try and find, which I couldn't. What are What are the lyrics to this town? Oh, I don't even know. I wrote it. I can't even remember. I could probably. He's the percussionist. I'm in this town a couple times, but one of my favorite ones is, you know, Harry Reid was notoriously antisocial, the old Senate leader. Yeah, you know, yeah. He didn't do any of the party scene at all. He just wasn't into it. He didn't drink. And one night, it was a, there was a, some black tie event, and I was running out the door of the Capitol to get over there. I was late, and Reid was leaving with his detail. He was the Senate leader. He had cops and a driver. And he, I told him where I was going. He said, oh, come on, I'll give you a ride. I lived there. It was at the Ritz. And so we were going over there and just, you know, BS thing. And I said, geez, Senator, it's too bad you're not coming to this party since, you know, your house is right there. Right. And he said, Carl, I wouldn't go to that party if it was in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our lunch has come to a conclusion, but we sincerely hope that you like today's podcast. Please visit us at lunchwithshelly.com, download it, let us know what you think, and we'll look forward to having lunch with you again soon. Bye.